ഫൗസുബില്ലാഹിമിനുഷൈത്വാനുറജീംബിസ്മില്ലാഹിറഹ്മാനുറഹീം respected elders mothers and sisters listening at home sahaba-i kiram ajma'in were people who had deep love for the quran sahaba-i kiram ajma'in were people who had deep love for the quran in the previous session of dars-e-hadith I had mentioned that Sayyidina Uthman radiyallahu ta'ala an would sense so much pleasure in reciting and reading the Quran that he would want to complete the entire Quran in one unit of his prayer just in one <coughs> rak'at he would want to complete 114 chapters of the Quran 6666 verses of the Quran Allahu Akbar these were blessed souls sahaba-i kiram ajma'in their minds were set they knew that the Quran was not an ordinary book but rather the kalam the glorious speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every letter of the Quran was soothing for them and it was filling for the companions when they would read they would have what we know in the Arabic as istihzar they were actually conscious they knew that this is the greatest miracle given to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam no other miracle is greater than the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala subhanallah And when we look at the verses of the Quran revealed to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the verse that I have read to you is the very second verse of Surah Yusuf in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned inna anzalnahu Qur'anan arabiyya we have revealed the kalam the Quran to you O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Quran is in Arabiya it is in the Arabic language the Quran revealed is in Arabic reading la'allakum ta'qilun so that you can reflect upon the truth so that you can reflect upon the 
truth ye mukhtasar tarjuma hai scholars have mentioned that gen- generally the quran has been described by the word arabiya in the quran subhanallah and the reason for that is it is as if the quran has placed a divine imprint upon the arabic language it is as if though the arabic language is sacred that the quran has placed a divine imprint upon the language arabic language like how the quran is going to be preserved until the day of qiyamah similarly the arabic language is also preserved and that is the mu'jiza the barakat the blessing of the kalam of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the historical rule is historians generally say that after 500 years a language goes through a complete transformation a lot of things changes in the language a radical change takes place in a language after 500 years five centuries and you will find that the language has completely changed subhanallahi lazim in fact if uh, you notice the muslims settling in this country are now slowly losing their mother tongue they only speak english unfortunately people whose mother tongue is gujarati don't want to speak gujarati people who whose mother tongue is urdu they don't want to speak urdu or any other language and everything is upon one language only which is english allahu akbar you find that the decline of the roman empire meant that the latin language also disappeared with the romans and that is why the vernacular or the common language that the people spoke which is also derived from the latin language in fact latin today is not even a spoken language the only reason why people study latin is for historical interests if they want to study the te- text <coughs> or history people look into latin and latin is a dead language now but you have instead of latin spanish portuguese french and italian different languages and unfortunately the same thing is happening to the muslim community also that you come and you settle in a different country you'll find that your mother tongue disappears you'll find that the colonials the first thing they did was to take away from them the tongue the mother tongue the language you go to algeria it was french you go to different parts of the world in africa in arab countries also allahu akbar but the arabic language is intact arabic language is preserved if you study for an example the poetry and the plays of william shakespeare uh, a very good writer in the english language his poetry and his plays are very difficult for the layman to understand in fact even for the students they would need translations dictionaries to understand the plays written by william shakespeare <coughs> after 500 years you will find that the historians say that a complete transformation takes place with the language but when you study the quran you will find generally this rhetoric that is often recorded and mentioned in the kalam of allah quranan arabiya quranan arabiya 
Allah could have said Quran bas kafi yakfi. But no, Allah specifically has mentioned the language Arabic, Quran and Arabiya, that the Quran is an Arabic reading for you. And therefore when you deliver the khutbah is in Arabic. And therefore when you read your salah it is in Arabic. You can't actually say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, all praises be to Allah, the cherisher, the merciful one. No, you have to read Surah Al-Fatiha in Arabic. To the least, at least one must have knowledge of four surahs of the Qur'an so that he can read his salah. So it is Qur'an and Arabiya. If we are to compare the Qur'an, for an example, to the different scriptures revealed before, the, before Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, what I have with me is the Injil, which is in Arabic here. We'll talk about this later on. The oldest copy of the Bible that one can find today is in the Greek language. The oldest copy. When you talk about Injil, Injil is translated as the New Testament. Wallahu alam, the four Gospels that they talk about, what we as Muslims believe is whatever Allah had revealed to Anbiya alayhim salam Anbiya Sabikin, Hazrat Isa alayhi salatu wasalam, Divine scriptures were given to them. But what has happened to that? Wallahu alam, Allah has the complete knowledge. For the Muslim, it is the Quran. The Quran includes the laws of the past. So when you accept the Quran, you have accepted the teachings of the prophets, Anbiya alayhim salam. When you accept Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, you have accepted all of the prophets from Adam alayhi salatu wasalam until Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. So the oldest scripture available, the oldest copy of Injil is in the Greek language, which is not even the mother tongue, the language of Isa alayhi salam. Isa alayhi salam spoke the Aramic. Isa alayhi salam spoke Aramic. Yeunki zabanti. And that would mean that we only have a translated account of the life of Isa alayhi salam and of his sayings. Now these scholars, historians have said, and that also in ancient Greek, ancient Greek, that the Greek language has gone through so much transformation that by the end of the 19th century, there are so many words in the Greek language that no one can understand today. Absolutely obscure to the human mind. And they say that, there are as many as 550 words in the Injil that even doctors of divinity cannot answer you what it means. So that would mean at least 12% of the entire text of what they call the Injil is something that is unintelligible to the human mind. That you cannot even understand it. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Quran and Arabiya la'allakum ta'qilun. This kalam is Arabiya, it is in the Arabic reading, so that it opens up your intellect. You actually become very clever when you study the Arabic language. And I've said this so many times. Fa'ala fa'ala fa'alu, fa'alat fa'alata fa'alna, fa'alta fa'altuma fa'altum, fa'alti fa'altuma fa'altunna, fa'altu fa'alna. The beautiful grammar of Arabic. You will not find that in any other language. It's, it's just too beautiful. Subhanallah, the verbs. Uh, the nouns in the Arabic language, the vocabulary, rich language. So it is Quran and Arabiya. 
What has happened to Injil? Wallahu alam. But the oldest copy according to the historians and they say that 550 words is something that no man can understand. So they can guess. So generally, after 500 years, you will find that a man loses the language. The language cannot survive in its uh, original shape or form. A lot of changes that happen. If we look into the Torah, for an example, the Torah is uh, the scripture revealed to Hadrat Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Again, and I must make this clear that usually you'll find if a Bible, a copy of the Bible is given to you, you have two sections to it, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And the Old Testament is supposed to be the Torah. But for the Muslims, we believe that the Torah are the words, divine words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, commands, commandments that were revealed to Hazrat Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. What happened to Torah? Ulama have mentioned, and this can also be verified with the historians. They say that Bukhtay Nasr, who was the king of Babylon, what he did during his time, all of the copies of Torah were completely destroyed. All of it. That not a single copy of the Torah was intact that a person could find and read. Everything was completely destroyed. But then there was one man whose name was Uzair. His name was Uzair. Now Uzair, uh, one group of the <coughs> Jewish community took Uzair to be the son of God. Like how the Christians took Isa alayhi salam to be the son of God. وَقَالَتِ الْيَهُودُ عُزَيْرٌ ibn Allah وَقَالَتِ النَّصَارَ الْمَسِيحُ ibn Allah There was always this competition between the Jews and the Christians. And that is why when it came to Ibrahim alayhi salam, the Christians said, no, no, Ibrahim belongs to us. The Jewish people said, no, 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 Ibrahim belongs to us. And Allah said, Ibrahim belongs to none of you. Ibrahim belongs to none of you. مَا كَانَ إِبْرَاهِيمُ يَهُودِيًّا وَلَا نَسْرَانِيًّا He was not a Yahudi, he was not a Nasrani. وَلَكِنْ كَانَ حَنِيفًا مُسْلِمًا If anything, Ibrahim alayhi salam was a Muslim. Hanifah Muslimah. What was he? He was a Muslim. So he is related to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Musa alayhi salam is related to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Isa alayhi salam is related to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So during the time of Bukhtay Nasr, everything was completely destroyed. But you had one man whose name was Uzair. And Uzair was the only Hafiz of Torah at that time. And literally a Hafiz. A man who knew every section of the Torah. Today, alhamdulillah, when it comes to the Hufaz, just on one street you'll have 20, a dozen Hufaz. Many, many Hufaz, alhamdulillah. Every family prides itself that my son, my grandson, my nephew is a Hafiz of the Quran. Now even with women and girls, alhamdulillah, are taking up this course. And this is excellence. Very good. Unfortunately, you'll find some men who hold this opinion that no, it is better for the girls not to become Hafiz of the Quran. This is wrong. This is not the right thinking. Alhamdulillah, Allah has blessed a man and a woman with with the intellect. And if the girl wishes to become a Hafizah, that opportunity must be given to her. So Uzair, what he did, is that because of Uzair, through the memory of Uzair, the entire Torah was rewritten. And then 
the Jewish community again could hold the copy of Torah. This was again by the dictates of Uzair. And then later on when the Roman Empire uh, was in power and you had this man whose name was Anitos. Anitos. And then Anitos came again, what he did is that he collected all the copies of Torah and he burned them all. So there was no copy of Torah at all after that. So Allahu Alam, if people say that this is the Torah and this is the New Testament, this is the Old Testament, New Testament, Subhanallah Sometimes when you get the people knocking on the door, they come to me and they say that this is the word of God. I say to them that, look, can you give me the gospel of Jesus? Can you give me the gospel of Jesus? Now there's the gospel of Mark, gospel of Matthew, gospel of Luke, and gospel of this and gospel of that. But where is the gospel of Jesus? <laughs> Can you give us the gospel of Jesus? Uh, Allahu Akbar. Uh, we must make shukr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was an Arab. Allah has given us the Quran in Arabic. We have wahiyya qat'i, which is the Quran. Wahiyya matlu. And then we have wahi ghair matlu, which is the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So a language changes dramatically after 500 years. But amazingly, it is not that Islam did not go through a, a turbulent patch. Islam went through a horrid patch. When you look at history, Allahu Akbar, the, the cultural clashes, uh, political revolution, ethnic integration, for Islam, for the Islamic world, it was very, very dif difficult. Some people spoke Arabic with a different accent. Some were speaking Arabic in a different tone. So Islam went through that horrid patch, that difficult patch. But Allahu Akbar, the Arabic language, the resilience of the Arabic language is due to the barakat of the Quran. And there is no doubt in that. It is the Quran that has protected the Arabic language. Subhanallah. Now, 1500 years have passed. Historians say after 500 years, everything changes. But for the Quran, how many years? 1500 years. Every Zabar Fatha, every Pesh Vamma, every Zair Kasra has been preserved in the Quran. Supposedly, for an example, if a man who was living during the Quranic era, if he was to be reborn in the year 2008, for an example, and if he started speaking Arabic, he would have no difficulty in communicating with the modern day Arabs in the Arabic language. But if someone 1500 years back, say for an example during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam or Khulafai Rashidin, if he was to be reborn again, and if he spoke Arabic, the modern Arabs would have no difficulty in communicating with him. So we need to understand, one is lahja, your accent, your accent can be different. But the Quran, the Arabic language is totally preserved and intact. Subhanallah So somebody who was reading Yasin Sharif or Surah Al-Fatiha during the Khilafat of Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq, or during the Khilafat of Hazrat Umar Farooq radiallahu ta'ala, it is the same as that person who is reading Surah Al-Fatiha today. Why? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in his beautiful kalam, 
Allah did not take the responsibility of the previous scriptures, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took the responsibility on himself, that Allah will look after and safeguard the Qur'an. Otherwise, it is impossible for the human mind to memorize 6,600 verses. Impossible. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made it easy for insan. وَلَكَدْ يَسَّرْنَ الْقُرْآنَ Allah says we have made the Qur'an very easy for anyone to study. Subhanallah al-Azim. And then ulama have mentioned one of the most amazing feature of the Qur'an is in its method of recitation. How you recite the Qur'an and also listening to the Qur'an. That rhythmic flow. Subhanallah. And the beautiful words, the, the correlation between one ayah with the other ayah. This beautiful design and pattern that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed with the Qur'an. Never mind just reading the Qur'an, reciting the Qur'an, even seeing the Arabic language pleases the eye. Just seeing it. We have groups that come here and they are amazed of the calligraphy here, written on the inside section of the dome. And they say to me, what, what beautiful... Calligraphy, what is it? What is this written here? What a beautiful design. And I say to them, it's not just a design. This is one very important uh, ayah of the Qur'an, which is Ayatul Kursi. So just to see and view the, the Qur'an, it is pleasing to the eye. That is why ulama have mentioned that if your eyes are weak, every day the ilaj, the cure is that you just open the Qur'an and look at the pages. Just looking at the pages, inshallah, if you have the yaqeen and iman, it will give you shifa. Subhanallah. Really, my respected brothers, this is amazing. Allah's Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said that just to look at the Qur'an, Allah will give you reward. Not even reciting. Every harf, letter, word, Allahu Akbar, it is a miracle. It touches your heart. Huh? Allahu Akbar, it, it un undoes the knots, unties the knot of kufr. It unties the knot of kufr. Anybody who comes to the Qur'an with sincerity and listens to it uh, attentively, with respect, without being stubborn, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give that person hidayat without a doubt. This is the power of the Qur'an, my respected brothers. Yesterday, or was it on Wednesday when we had the Qur'an reciting, I spoke to Shaykh Yasir bin Abdul Basit Abdul Samad when we were having dinner together I said to him you know it's it's incredible every time you have um, a, 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 a program for Quran recitation you will find that it is a full house upstairs full downstairs full no parking no nothing the Quran has this great attraction you can be a great scholar that comes to the masjid and there will be a bayan the most you'll find is one masjid, one hall, full. But if a qari comes and you say that it is the recitation of the Qur'an, you will find everyone wants to come. Not only in the masjid, but even at home, women are busy listening to the Qur'an of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanallah. This is the miracle, the mu'jizah. No one can read the Bible like that. No one can read any language huh, in this world in the manner how the words flow from the mouth with the Qur'an. وَالشَّمْسِ وَضُحَاهَا وَالْقَمَرِ إِذَا تَلَاهَا وَالنَّهَارِ إِذَا جَلَّاهَا Beautiful Qur'an. Subhanallah. 
beautiful Quran. La uqsimu biyawmil qiyamah. And subhanallah, each scale of the words, the balance that Allah puts. Wala uqsimu bin nafsin lawama. That enjoyment that you get. And sahabai kiram ajma'in for them, food, water was the Quran. Any difficulty, the Quran. For them, everything was the Quran. And in the night, subhanallah, Masjid Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it was full of activity, people only standing in tahajjud and reciting the Quran. This is the power of Quran, my respected brothers. <coughs> and so, I spoke to him and he said to me, this is the beauty of Quran and he has noticed this everywhere. And he said to me, when my father would go and travel the world, this was the case. In fact, he said, Indira Gandhi had also invited Sheikh Abdul Basit to come when there was a jalsa of Darlum, annual Darlum Devban Jalsa, not annual, I think it was a 100 year jalsa, uh, and Indira Gandhi was also there. And she was actually listening to the Qirat of Qari Abdul Basit and absorbing everything, the words of the Quran. Subhanallah. The Russians were crying. And this is not just with Qari Abdul Basit, with anyone who recites the Quran. Subhanallah. It's got this touch to it, my respected brothers. And so, in Croydon, Sheikh, uh, the Imam of uh, Croydon Masjid, Maulana Ashraf, was telling me, a man came who was interested in Islam, and Sheikh Yasir was actually reading the Quran, the Qiraat. When he was listening to the Qiraat of the Quran, he said, I want to become a Muslim. And he became a Muslim. Subhanallah. In fact, when we talk about this invisible makhluk, the jinns, subhanallah, during the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they were barred from going on top to the heavens. They would not cross the boundary. Anyone who tried to cross the boundary of the heavens, they would be pelted with a fireball. And so they came down and they said to Iblis, that what is happening? We are restricted now. We cannot travel where we want to go. Before we could even hear what the angels were speaking and communicating within themselves. Today, we can't do that. Iblis said not to worry. Do me one favor. <coughs> and he said to all of the shayateen, that I want you to go and get for me a handful of sand from all the different parts of, of the land, all the different sections of the earth. A handful of sand. All of them when the jinnat doesn't take long. Musabai, you haven't seen a jinnat? No. And you should see Musabai on Wednesday when Qari Abdul Masih was reciting. It seemed that the, every nur was going on inside him only. And he was doing that and doing that. MashaAllah. Ah, he's a great man. So, what had happened is that now all the shayateen are there and they say, Haji, Iblis Saab, here, 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 handful of sand. And now Iblis starts to smell, you know. And he said, okay. And then he started smelling. And he said, I smell something in the region of the Arabian Peninsula. Something there has occurred. So now he sends a group of seven jinnats, jinns, go towards Arabia. And seven jinns go now to Arabia. Allahu Akbar, they find according to one narration, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was in Masjidul Haram and he was reciting the Quran. When they were listening to the kalam of Allah, recited by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, they were 
captivated. They were just listening to the Quran. That was it. All seven of them. And the Quran says, قُلْ أُوحِيَ إِلَيَّ أَنَّهُ اسْتَمَعَ نَفَرٌ مِّنَ الْجِنِّ فَقَالُوا إِنَّا سَمِعْنَا قُرْآنًا عَجَبًا Subhanallah. They said a group of jinns came. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam was in Qiraat. They loved the recitation. Ibn Kasir rahmatullah alayhi has said that they came so close to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam that they wanted to touch Rasulullah in the salah. That is how pleasing it was to them the Qiraat. And immediately they said, even before going to Iblis, فَآمَنَّا بِهِ Oh, we are mu'min, we are Muslims, we are believers. Imagine the Qur'an even made an imprint upon the jinnats, the jinns, the invisible makhluk. Allah gave them hidayat by Qur'an. Umar Farooq also by Qur'an. Uthman radiallahu ta'ala an a man who loved the Qur'an. And that is why we are talking about the different subjects of the Qur'an. We will be talking about some of the masail of the Qur'an. Now whilst we talk about the seerah, the biography of Hazrat Uthman radiallahu ta'ala. When it comes to the angels, Allah has made them from lights. It is said that when Adam alayhi salam was created, Allah said to all of the angels that I want you to prostrate. Sujood, sajda kallu. The first one to do sajda was Hazrat Was Hazrat Bole Bole. Ji Umar Farooq. Ji Umar Farooq. Did you say Jibreel? You got it wrong again. He, got, he gets it wrong a lot, don't you, Umar Farooq? It's not Jibreel. The first angel to do sajda to Adam alayhi salam was Israfil. Who was it? Now. Israfil was very quick, quick reflex, you know. Immediately he went to sajda. <laughs> Jibreel, I mean, went second. But Israfil went immediately. And you know, when you come first, even in this world, you are rewarded. Mm-hmm. Someone gets a gold medal, someone gets a silver medal, someone gets a bronze medal. Huh? Olympics are hai. You see what is happening. People are crying. What is happening? What is the Chinese government doing? And they don't want the Olympic medal and that fire torch, whatever they do and a lot of disturbance uh, it is all fine what happens in China but what happens to our Muslims in Palestine nobody looks at that nobody looks at that our brothers in Palestine are being slaughtered nobody looks at that uh, where's humanity the, the concern for human beings gone Khair, even in this dunya we reward someone and he was the first one to do sajda Allah is going to reward him and that reward was that when he lifted up his head from sajda, Jibreel, Amin, and the rest of the angels saw that the entire Quran was printed on his forehead. From Alhamdulillah to one last. Imagine the size of Israfil. The entire Quran is written on the forehead of the only angel which carries the entire Quran on the forehead is Hazrat Israfil. He was rewarded because he was the first one. Very quickly. As soon as Allah said sajda, he said, Bay, sajda faran This is the barakat of the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. My respected brothers, inshallah, if we get in the habit of reciting the Quran, it is khair. Now we hear a lot of stories. I wanted to talk much more, but we will end at that. A lot of people, the enemies of Islam, orientalists, often say, you see, there were certain individuals living during the time of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and they sort of inspired 
the imagination of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, aliyazu billah, to write some of the stories that occurred with the past prophets, Musa alayhi salam, Dawood alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam, and they very quickly jump to conclusions, and they say, ah, you see, Khadija was related to uh, Buhaira, the monk, and it was Buhaira that had composed one uh, Quran and gave it to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. La hawla wa la quwwata. That meeting was less than even one hour. One hour with Buhaira. And, and these people are incredible people. They, they cannot accept the fact that this is wahi revealed to Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Some have said Salman Farsi who lived for a long age. He was a Zoroastrian, then he became a Christian, then he embraced Islam. And they said that it was Salman Farsi who, who had said some of the stories to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They failed to understand that nearly the entire Quran had already been revealed to Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam even before Salman Farsi embraced Islam. And then there was a man whose name was Qis bin Sa'ida. He was a Christian monk, uh, he was a Christian bishop who lived in Makkah, and at the annual fair of Uqaz, he would actually give da'wah of Christianity to the Arabs that were there. And they say that this man had taught Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, aliyazu billah. Allah give them hidayat. The truth is that this man, Qis bin Sa'ida, died 100 years before the birth of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Everything is lies. Sab jood ke upar jood. And the beauty of Quran is that it debunks the hypocrisy. It opens up everything, it exposes them. And therefore it is an open challenge. And never mind the Quran being copied from uh, other sources. They are, you know, the Arab Christians, the Arab Christians sort of boast that they are as many as 15 million Arab Christians in the world. How many? 15 million Arab Christians in the world. And they have produced for us an Injil in the Arabic language. Wallahi lazim, my respected brothers, when you look at that Injil, the New Testament, it is wholesale stealing from the Quran. What is it? Wholesale? It is completely written to the Quranic style. Words are taken from the Qur'an, sentences are taken from the Qur'an, names are taken from the Qur'an, everything virtually is taken from the Qur'an and put into the Injil. And what do they do? They go to the city of London where our Arab brothers are. Are they, what's that street? Um, Mabalach. Is it Mabalach? Edgeware Road. Edgeware Road. Edgeware Road. And there was this this man from America who came and he was giving actually da'wah. I said to, I looked at it and I said, this is Injil. I said, what are you doing? And he said, well, this is in Arabic, read it. I was shocked to find my respected brothers. Every page of this Injil, in it, the name of Allah is mentioned. Just to deceive people. They don't believe in Allah. But wherever the word God is translated, they use the word Allah. Imagine the hypocrisy. Wherever you go. And never mind Allah, even the beautiful uh, tasbih of Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, which is 
at the front of every surah in the Quran, now they are using the same tasbih in the Bible and to break one chapter to another, they use Bismillahir Rahmanir I don't know whether that is good or bad. Are they getting closer to Islam or not? But it is shocking. I have made a photocopy here. I didn't quite get the book. But if you have a look here, what does it say here? Can you see it? On top? Anybody who looks would probably feel, Oh, I took Quran, Shef, eh? But it's not the Quran. So if you read it, it says Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. And how it starts off. فَقَالَ لَهُ إِيسَىٰ أَنَا هُوَ السِّرَاتُ إِلَى اللَّهِ حَقًّا Shaykh Abdul Hamid, my, my friend, understands this. Huh? فَقَالَ لَهُ إِيسَىٰ هَذَا مِنْ إِنْجِيلَ فَقَالَ لَهُ إِيسَىٰ أَنَا هُوَ السِّرَاتُ إِلَى اللَّهِ حَقًّا وَمِنْ دُونِي لَا تَسْتَتِعُونَ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا And it says that, look, I am Isa, the one, I am the straight path for you to Allah. Hakkan without a doubt. And Wamin Duni besides me, La Tastatiun. Without me you cannot get to the straight path. And this is the manner of how you see, they talk about the Quran, Aliyazubillah being copied. Never mind the Quran. They've taken chunk out from the Quran and used it into Injil. Used it in the Injil. And this is for the Arab Christians. Arab Christians. And we should be doing a lot of da'wah work, especially in Egypt. Unfortunately, Muslims are not doing the da'wah work. We have the Qur'an with us. The Qur'an that has given guidance to everyone, subhanAllah, including the jinns. And so you have this, uh, this I have this Injil here, and there's so much written here, <coughs> you don't even know where to start from. Allahu Akbar, if you find, if you look at some of the topic, it says here, Salatul Mu'min. The Salatul Mu'min. Can you see this? As if they read Salat. <laughs> Can you see that? This is an. It says Salatul Mu'min. How a Mu'min should pray. This is wholesale stealing from the Quran. Quran. And it says here, Al Hayatul Mushtaraka Bain Al Mu'minin. And Mu'minin is the term exclusively used for the Quranic text. It is really even the Arabs were not familiar to the term Mu'minin. It is the Qur'an that has introduced the word Iman and Mu'mineen to them. And, they, and here they are deceiving people. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And we end. I just wanted to quote something here. When Jesus said to his people, when, when we say that in the Bible it talks about Rasulullah coming. And in Injil it was funny because I was trying to trace this. And Rasulullah is described as Al-Mu'azzi. Al-Mu'izzi. Mu'izz the one who has got Izza. In English it is translated as the comforter. And it says here, الْآنَ فَأَنَا زَاهِبٌ إِلَى الَّذِي أَرْسَلَنِي وَلَا أَحَدَ مِنْكُمْ يَسْأَلُنِي إِلَى أَيْنَ أَنْتَ زَاهِبٌ وَالْآنَ كُلْتُ لَكُمْ فَمَلَأَ الْحُزْنُ قُلُوبَكُمْ صَدِّقُونِي مِنَ الْخَيْرِ لَكُمْ أَنْ أَزْهَبْ فَإِنْ كُنْتَ لَا أَزْهَبْ لَا يُجِيءُكُمُ الْمُعِزْ And if I don't go, the Mu'iz will not come to you. فَإِنْ كُنْتُ لَا أَزْهَبْ لَا and when I go, I will send the Mu'iz to you. So Isa is saying, when I go from this dunya, the Mu'iz will come. And the Mu'iz is who? Hazrat Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I ended that, my respective brothers. <coughs> Alhamdulillah, the Quran is a great blessing. A na'mah for the believers. The most powerful weapon given to this ummah. The greatest miracle that we can still witness of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let us honor the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
recite the Quran and also practice upon the verses of the Quran understand the tafsir of the Quran get close to the Quran would mean getting closer to Rasulullah getting closer to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would mean getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah pakariku tawfiq di wa akhiru da'wana an alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen Allahumma sari ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana muhammadin nabiyyil umi wa ala alihi wa sallim taslima Allahumma taqabbal minna wa tub alayna inna kanta tawabu rahim nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk sami'ina wa atuana gufranaka rabbana wa ilayka al-mas- Sir, be Rahmati Kaya, Arhamar Rahimi.